It's time for recipe of the day. Osobuco is one of my dad's all-time favorite dishes, and so I am delighted to be telling you about it on this Sunday. I know the weather is hot, but it's also like back-to-school season, which is a cozy season for me, and so that is why I'm in the mood for this dish. And you know, this one is done mostly on the stove over low heat, so it's not going to heat up your kitchen too much. So what is Osobuco? It is a classic Italian dish, and the name literally means bone with a hole, referring to the marrow hole in the cross-cut piece of meat. This is typically made with veal shanks, but you can use beef shanks. I'm going to do a recipe for this for you soon because I do have one. I just do that a little bit differently because the beef shanks have a more robust flavor than the veal shanks, so I tweak the ingredients a little bit to match that. But you could use either one. The veal is just going to be smaller, of course, because it comes from a smaller animal. So yeah, osobuco is traditionally made with the veal shanks and it's usually braised with tomatoes, wine, and aromatic vegetables. And it is classically served with a bright, fresh garnish called gremolata, which is a mixture of chopped fresh parsley, minced garlic, and lemon zest. So you get all those like deep, rich stewing flavors and then these bright, fresh, garlicky ingredients on top, right? So let's dive into making this. It is usually served so that each portion is one of the full veal shanks. But in my experience, sometimes in the slow braising process, they can kind of fall apart. The bone can even fall out or just the pieces kind of get tender and pull apart from each other. So what I like to do is to use some butcher's twine to tie them around the circumference and even a piece of string going around the other direction, holding it in place. This is not likely going to stay on all of them through the whole cooking process as everything is simmering. So if bits of string are coming off, don't worry about it. Take them off. You're just trying to keep them held together for as long as possible. And then they're more likely to be together when it comes time to serving. So you're going to start by tying those veal shanks, each one together, holding its shape together. Then on a big plate mixed together, a quarter cup of flour, a half teaspoon of salt, and a quarter teaspoon of black pepper. Mix that up and then you're dredging the veal shanks in there. And then you get out your nice size Dutch oven, put it over medium high heat, add a tablespoon of olive oil and a tablespoon of butter. Once the butter has melted and it's very hot in there, add the shanks. Now, often people will say, don't put them all in at once because they're going to steam. They're not going to brown. But actually in my Dutch oven, it's so hot in there and the veal shanks they kind of fill it, but they do brown in there. What I'm going to say is get them all in there, start them going. If they're not browning, take a couple out and then do two and then do the other two. It's going to be about 10 to 12 minutes total to get them all browned on both sides. As they brown, transfer them to a plate. While they are browning, you can be chopping up two medium onions, three carrots, peel and chop those, two ribs of celery, and five cloves of garlic. You're going to mince those up, but when it comes to the garlic separated out, you want three quarters of your garlic is going to be going into the stewing process and one quarter of it's going to go into the gremolata. So as you mince that up, just divide it into separate piles. See what I mean? Okay. Once your veal shanks are browned and your veggies are all chopped up, drop the heat in the Dutch oven down to medium and add the onions, carrots, and celery to the pot. Season them with a half teaspoon of salt and then cook and stir them occasionally until they're softened and starting to brown. It's going to be about five minutes. Note also that liquid is going to release from those vegetables. And so 
if there are brownings in the bottom of that Dutch oven, you can start scraping them up with a wooden spoon. It's going to start releasing them at this point. After those veggies have started to brown a bit, you're going to add in that bulk of your garlic. So it's three quarters of the garlic that you minced up, as well as some tomato paste, one tablespoon. And I know you've heard me talk about this on TikTok and Instagram. I'm at Cook the Story on those places if you haven't seen about the difference between canned tomato paste and the tube of tomato paste. We only need a tablespoon here. So I would definitely say look for that tube. It's sold in the grocery store at the same place as the cans of tomato paste, just usually higher up. If you've never tried it before, give it a try. If you're not sure why it would be better, do check out those videos, Instagram and TikTok. I talk about the tomato paste on there. So you've added your garlic and one tablespoon of tomato paste to that pot. Give it a good stir, about 30 seconds stirring and cooking. And then you're going to add one 14 ounce can of diced tomatoes straight into there, stir it, and then open another can. But for this second can, you're going to want to drain the liquid off. We don't need all that liquid. We're going to be going in with some chicken broth and some white wine in a second, and we don't need so much bubbling liquid in there. We're going to want a nice thick sauce. Every bit of liquid that we add makes it thinner, right? Okay, so get a fine mesh sieve, hold it over the sink, put a can of those diced tomatoes into the sieve, give it a few shakes. It's going to get rid of a lot of the liquid and then put the tomatoes that are in the sieve into your pot. Give that a stir and then add one cup of chicken broth and one cup of dry white wine. Now, why chicken broth? It is milder in flavor and that veal is mild. Like I said earlier, if we were doing the beef shanks, I would go with beef broth here because it can hold up to that. It's nice and meaty. We want this to just be a little bit lighter. So it's chicken broth. Similar Similarly, dry white wine. If we were doing the beef shanks, we would use red wine probably, but this again, lighter. So we want that little bit lighter flavor, the dry white wine. Now, if you did not want to use wine here, that is totally fine. I'd say don't drain the liquid off of that second can of diced tomatoes. Instead, measure that liquid into a cup, make up the rest of it with more chicken broth. So you want one cup of liquid, except add a tablespoon or two of lemon juice to that. So you're just getting that little bit of tang and a acidity that you would get from the white wine made up from some tomato juice, some chicken broth, and some lemon juice. Total, you're making up for one cup of white wine, so you want one cup of liquid there. Okay, give that a good stir and then return your veal pieces to the pot and try and make sure that they are mostly submerged. Again, if some of that string is coming off, fine, take it off. It should still be staying on at this point, but it's probably going to start falling off as the meat sort of reduces in size from the fat and things melting out of it. You know what I mean? Okay, so you're going to crank the heat back up to high, bring it up to a boil, and then reduce it right down to a low simmer. Put the lid on, and you're going to let it cook for about an hour and a half. It's until the veal is very tender. You'll stir it every now and then, discard any strings that come off, and just let it be back there partially covered for a while until it's nice and tender. If you wanted this off the stove, you absolutely can do it in the oven. Put your oven to 300 degrees Fahrenheit. Once the pot with everything in it has come up to to boil, put the lid on and then put it into the 300 degree Fahrenheit oven. So the lid is on fully, not sort of half on. And if you're cooking it in the oven, you only need to stir it like once halfway through just to make sure that it's cooking evenly. If it's on the stove, you're stirring it every, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes or so. And of course the lid is partially on if it's on the stove. So those are the differences. Either way, it's going to take about an hour and a half to get that meat nice and tender. While it is cooking, you're going to make your gremolata so you get the rest 
rest of that garlic, so one quarter of the garlic that you minced up, and you put it on your cutting board with a big pinch of salt, and then you use the side of your chef's knife, a big knife, to kind of mash and smoosh it. It's going to bring all the juices out of the garlic. You mix that together with a quarter cup of chopped fresh parsley. I like to use the Italian parsley leaves, the flat leaf parsley, not the curly parsley, and one teaspoon of lemon zest. That gets in there. You mix those three things up, the salted garlic with the parsley and the lemon, and that goes into the fridge covered until you're ready to serve. Okay, once the veal is tender, you're going to take the veal out of the pot. Then you'll get out a jar with a tight-fitting lid or some kind of container that has a nice lid, and you are measuring a half cup of chicken broth into there, just room temperature or cold chicken broth, along with two tablespoons of flour. Put the lid on, give that a really good shake, and then pour it into the Dutch oven with all the veggies and tomatoes that are in there. Set that over medium-high heat, stirring the whole time, bring it to a simmer, and then cook until the sauce is thickened to the thickness that you want. Then you're going to serve the veal topped with that sauce and veggies and garnished with the gremolata. I like to serve this on polenta, creamy polenta, so I will link to my easy oven polenta recipe for this one. I will put that link in the show notes for this podcast episode along with the link to the Osobuco recipe or head to cooklestory.com slash ROTD and you'll get that Osobuco recipe there. I'm Christine Pittman from cookthestory.com, thecookful.com, the all new chicken cookbook and from this podcast recipe of the day. I hope you have a great day. Let's get cooking.